You've tuned in to the App Show podcast. I'm your host, Mike Agarbo. And along with John Beeler and Robin Cavanaugh, we're going to be talking all about the latest Apple announcement, new Apple Watches. Everything uh, from an Apple Watch Series 8 new SE model, but a brand new Apple Watch Ultra. We're all excited about it. What's it all about? Well, we'll go through all the features and uh, give our take on it. We'll also be talking about the new Apple AirPod 2. Are there enough features in it for you to upgrade? Well, Apple's dominating that category, and I think they've got some uh, cool stuff happening with the new AirPods. And finally, uh, we'll also be talking about the new iPhone 14. I'm excited about some of the features here. Uh, Satellite, texting capability for emergencies, crash detection. We're going to get into all of that. It's time to get started with the App Show podcast. We've got a great program today. Apple just had their big announcement this week with all the new Apple gear, new watches, new phones, new AirPods. And we have Robin, uh, one of our Apple experts, coming in studio to help uh, talk us through all of it. Are you excited, John? I am, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm excited about certain things that I didn't think I was going to be, but I don't want to spoil any surprises quite yet. Yeah. Will you upgrade to the new iPhone 14? Well, we're going to tell you some of the features and uh, you can decide for yourself. Let's uh, look at some of the uh, the app and mobile news uh, this week, uh, John. An interesting story that caught my eye. Hackers caused a massive traffic jam in Moscow uh, using a, a ride sharing or ride hailing app. Yeah, they basically ordered dozens of taxis to come to the same location all at once. So can you imagine having dozens of taxis show up to your your house, for example? Yeah, or a downtown location. That oh. would just jam up everything. Yeah. So and why did they do it? Well, uh, was it the anonymous group? That's what I've heard, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's a huge traffic jam. <laughs> As people are on Twitter, we're saying it's like a James Bond movie or just something S- Someone's crazy. hacked into the network yeah. To, yeah. to cause a distraction. But it, doesn't that frighten you though, John, that... It was that easy for them to hack into that? I mean, it was, probably wasn't easy, but that it could be done. No, but when you think about what they actually did, it's not like they hacked the app per se. They just requested a lot of things from different accounts to go to one location at the same time. Oh, okay. So they didn't you know, hack the, the matrix per se, um, but they are the anonymous group is claiming responsibility and it was in support of the Ukraine. Yeah because some IT folks in the Ukraine had Anonymous help them with this. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, Some other uh, tech or mobile news uh, stories uh, we're following uh, as well. Uh, Apple ordered to cease selling iPhones in Brazil without chargers. So Apple, uh, very conscious of their environmental impact with the sheer amount of product they sell around the world, as you can imagine, is like, hundreds of millions of devices from watches to AirPods to iPhones. One way to cut down, uh, you know, their overall carbon emissions and, you know, the the amount of stuff that goes into this packaging is they got rid of charging blocks in iPhone boxes. Because everybody has a drawer full of them. I've, dude, I have dozens. Yeah. And I don't even know what to do with them anymore. So they've been able to shrink the iPhone box dramatically which as you can imagine now they can ship more of these iPhones in containers yeah reducing the overall uh you know fuel consumption of you know ships and planes do you remember when like the iPod and even the first iPhones came they had these elaborate packages oh they were giant and it was like 
pretty and you open it up and it kind of unfolds and it's yeah. like it's, it's it was an experience in itself yeah and now like okay nope nothing <laughs> no like they're using all recycled materials yeah. in these but brazil not happy uh the uh country's justice department fined apple i think just over two million uh dollars for shipping incomplete devices <laughs> Which is ridiculous. What I'm wondering is what Apple's going to do to to solve this. Are they going to actually repackage them, or are they going to just like tape a charging block to the box? I would just or give you a coupon to exchange it at the Apple Store or something. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. Brazil also has a fairly high tax rate for bringing electronics into the country. Yeah. So it's very interesting. Anyway, I <laughs> it's, it's kind of crazy. So Signal, um, the encrypted messaging app. They have a new president, and they want to start charging people to use it, or at least ask them to donate for the cause. Because apparently, I didn't realize this. I knew it was an open source project or, or a, like a foundation that was behind it. It's a messaging app, right? Yeah. 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 And a lot of people like it because it's fully encrypted, and it's probably the arguably the securest messaging app out there. And the new president uh, wants people to donate because they spend tens of millions of dollars a year maintaining the systems and the servers for it. I can imagine. And they're basically living off of a $50 million donation from the founder or co-founder of WhatsApp. Really? Who helped start it. Yeah. So that's probably running out. So, yeah. so the sort of the approach they're taking is kind of like with Wikipedia. You know, you get those big uh, banner ads saying, hey, donate to the cause and stuff like that to keep us in business kind of thing. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense if you're using this secure thing. I'm always suspect though when people start putting secure private messaging into an app that they're not even paying for yeah well we'll have to wait and see we've got our uh, special tech contributor robin kavanaugh with us hello hello we're going to be talking all about the Apple uh, announcement this week. And finally, something interesting. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I, I love Apple stuff, and, and it's always interesting, but you know, I just wanted something new, yeah. newer-ish. Like not, not just an iterative version of everything else. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and so there was some new stuff that I thought, yes, this is really cool. Uh-huh. So we're going to talk watches. We're going to talk the new AirPods and the new iPhones. But we're going to start with the watches. So... They introduced three new Apple Watches, and it's a big deal. They are the number one watch in the world. I'm not talking wearables, like digital wearables. No, they sell more watches than anyone else, like even old-fashioned watches. Really? Yes. Good Lord. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, look around. Like, when you're out in public, like, how many people are wearing Apple Watches? Well, we have three right here. Yes. (laughs) No, but going to a restaurant... God, going to a hospital, everyone's got an Apple Watch yeah, in yeah. there, right? Uh, so they're doing well with it. And they just keep adding new features from a health perspective and an exercise perspective. I'll start with the iPhone 8 or Watch 8, they call it. Series 8. Did I say iPhone? Apple Watch <laughs> Series 8. So many Apple products, right? Yeah. And so some interesting things. Uh, one of the big things is they have a a temperature sensor sensor on this thing now. Two. Two. And especially for women's health. Yeah, they they actually spent quite a lot of time talking about a number of different aspects of women's health in the keynote that they just had for the Far Out event. And the one thing that I sort of took away from it was 
it's already sort of measuring lots of things, but the fact that they actually put two temperature sensors in it, they have one that's on the on the bottom of the watch that's actually touching your skin to sort of get your body temperature, I guess. Mm. And then there's one just below the screen that's meant to sort of give it like a, almost like a control. So just to make sure that the sensors are reading the right temperature and they can get rid of the biases from your body temp, like, you know, whatever's in that little gap between touching your skin and the actual crystal. So uh, I think it was about three years ago, they introduced uh, menstrual tracking through the Apple Watch and Health app. Uh, and now they've taken it to another level with these temperature sensors. Like they're really measuring uh, like the menstrual cycle now because they can kind of do that through the fluctuations in a woman's temperature throughout the month. And taking it another level, they're even saying now this can act as kind of a basic fertility monitor as well. Yeah, I think like the main thing that they were leaning on is that you can track uh, ovulation now. Yes. And ovulation that's, cycles. That's to do with fertility, Robin. <laughs> I know I did biology, okay, but you know, yeah. I'm just kind of clearing it up. Yeah, three three guys talking about this. Yeah, this, this, this is a great segment. Yeah. But I, I think that's I think that is a very cool thing. Yeah, I I told my wife about it, and the first thing is like I don't like it, <laughs> and I'm like, why? And she goes, well, that's really private information. And yes, it really is. But they made a big deal during the, the keynote announcement about how the data is completely encrypted on the watch itself. Like not even Apple has access to that information. Yeah. That's right. And you have to opt in specifically on what things you want to be tracked. Yeah. Yeah. And they also have, uh, moving on from <laughs> the menstrual cycle tracking, which we really shouldn't have any business talking about. Uh, they have collision detection now as well. I, I thought this was interesting because I mean, we've, we've had fall uh, detection for a while, which so is if you fall down, yeah, mm. it'll actually ask you, are you okay? And if not, or if you don't respond, it'll call 911 or your emergency contact list. It's yeah. cool. It works. My dad fell in my yard, luckily onto the grass. Yeah. And yeah, it, the watch said, you know, are you okay? Do you want me to dial 911? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's great. But it's kind of like now, it can actually detect like a number of different things to sort of uh, basically influence how it's just determining that you're in a vehicle. It was in a crash. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like having OnStar on your wrist, on your wrist. <laughs> so, I mean, and that's kind of a cool feature. Like they've improved the accelerometers or, and the gyroscopes on there so that it knows when you're moving in a vehicle and if that vehicle, said vehicle, just kind of stops <laughs> too quickly. You know or, what I mean? Or, and or turns over quickly. Yeah, and yeah, your body yeah, is yeah. just kind of flopping around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I, the the numbers and figures that they were putting out there, I think it was, it can read over 200 Gs and G-forces, yeah. which are enough to kill you. Yes. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Yeah, so I guess, you know, that's handy, but... I'm going to be interested to see how many lives this might save. Yeah, and I saw that they've trained uh, the different crash detection on side impacts, uh, rear impacts, front impacts, and also uh, rolling. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's getting safer and safer. Yeah. Thanks to your Apple Watch. <laughs> <laughs> but like, who can touch them now? I don't, I don't think. Fitbit? Well, 
Yeah, exactly. Right. Like these, the prices are pretty much the same for the current, the series seven versus the series eight. Mm-hmm. So the series seven will go on sale. They did discontinue the series three. That's right. Yeah. Like it's completely done off the, off the market now. So, um, didn't you buy your girlfriend one? I did. Yeah. Yeah. So she's got a loser watch now. Well, maybe I'll give her my five and I'll get the next watch we're going to talk about, which, yeah. well, well, we'll talk about the SE first. Okay. So the SE is their value yeah. watch. And it's got a lot of great features in it. I was actually kind of surprised because it's their budget watch, but it has a lot of the same new features yeah. that, that uh, even Robin 7 doesn't have. Because it basically takes a lot of the same sensors loser. from the eight. Robin, you've got a loser watch now. <laughs> no, but it, it is quite powerful. Yeah. It just doesn't have like always on display and, and those kinds of things. No, yeah. But for the average person, it's probably a great option. And they really kind of went all in again this time talking about the family setup options yes. with your Apple IDs. So these are perfect things to give to your parents or your kids that maybe don't have their own iPhones. Yeah, you can set it up for them. You can set it up for them, yeah, which is great. Elderly parents, yeah. I think, is a big thing for me. Yeah. Because they don't always have the capability to do that. Mm-hmm. Another thing uh, that some people might want, you can do international roaming now on yeah. on the watches that have cellular service. So Robin and I were talking about this before. What is the use case for having cellular on your watch? Unless you're like a runner that wants to go for a run and not have to take your phone with you. Like I'm trying to think of the reasons why I'd want to have. Well, because I'm like running in Paris and I want to phone Robin to tell him I'm going (laughs) by the Eiffel Tower. (laughs) Wish you were here, sucker. (laughs) I, yeah. I don't know how popular that will be. Yeah. Right. I don't know how many cellular versions of the watches they're selling. Well, especially to, because in Canada, we seem to pay a premium for that functionality. If you get the cell phone version, the cellular version of the Apple Watch, typically it's between, I would say, probably close to $10 to add it onto your monthly plan. Yeah. Mm. So and how often to, How often would you use that, really? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm scratching my brain trying to figure out some use cases that aren't a runner wanting to leave their phone behind. Yeah, yeah. I can only imagine sports or activity-related things like yeah. mountain or biking, or super something. nerd, <laughs> super nerd, super nerd that just wants that connectivity. Yeah, or the idea of it. Yeah, yeah. like I love the idea of it because I, I, yeah, yeah, I thought I got to get because I have a cellular version. You do, yeah. Oh. And I thought, oh, I, I should get the, the add-on plan. Yeah, and then I'm like, when am I ever going to use that? <laughs> When you're in Paris. When I'm in Paris. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They introduced a new watch, okay? So finally, a new product. Yeah, a completely new category for them. Apple Watch Ultra. Yeah, the Mm. rumor was a pro version. Yes. Yeah, but they seem to be running with the Ultra theme and things now. Yeah. Yeah. So this, it looks like an Apple Watch, but beefy. Beefy. Everything is like... Made, I think the whole sort of more rigid titanium, titanium international orange button. Yeah, <laughs> we actually googled that. <laughs> we did. Yeah. Uh, what international orange button? International orange. Yeah, it's um, it's like the orange that um they use in the military or on spacecrafts and whatnot. Really? Sure. Look it up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they have a giant international orange button on this called their action button now, yeah. and the reason for that is that this is for sports-minded enthusiasts, people that would buy those Garmin watches that are hiking up mountains, uh, or it's even more waterproof now. This is for scuba divers. 
So I know scuba divers that buy those expensive dive computers. Dive computers, they're essentially watches, right? Yeah. With a computer in them. Yeah, they just killed the dive computer industry with this watch. Overnight. Yeah. Overnight. Like if you're into diving, you're probably going to get one of these. Oh yeah. Yeah. I thought it was kind of cool. Uh, a friend of mine, Nadia Ali, she was mentioned by Apple as one of the consultants on the watch. Oh really? Yeah. That's interesting. So That's cool. it's expensive. It's over a thousand dollars. It is. Yeah. Yeah. But if you are into extreme environments, scuba diving, like those dive computer watches are not cheap. The thing is the biggest people that are going to buy this are the ones that sit on the couch all day. Totally right. <laughs> I, got a, I got a big, thick, beefy Apple watch. But it's, it's beautiful. Like, it's like buying an off-road truck and never taking it out of the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it, it is nuts. Like it has a 2000 nit screen. Yeah. yeah. Like ultra bright. One thing I saw brought up on... Um, Twitter was people wondering if it's going to have um, sort of like uh, being able to turn off the touch response. So oh, say, yeah. You know, so that yeah. like if you're ac- you don't want to accidentally hit any of the um, the buttons, tweak the dials because they all do more stuff now. But I thought it was interesting, too, that the design was set up in such a way so that it's meant to be used with gloves on even. Yeah, 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 that's it. Like action, the international orange action button. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, actually, like the um, different buttons are now raised from the actual watch itself. Yeah, yeah. We've got uh, Robin Cavanaugh in with us, our get connected contributor, producer, shooter. Yeah, aware of you. He actually does most of the work. He does. Yeah. <laughs> so Apple AirPods again. Apple has dominated this category. They're the number one earbuds in the world. Yeah. AirPods. AirPod Pros, uh, beautiful. Do you have a pair? I have the uh, Beat Fit Pros. Oh, okay. Which are kind of just like a, the, the unloved cousin, I guess, of, <laughs> of the Apple world. So I have AirPods, AirPod Pros, uh, the new second gen AirPods. Yeah, uh, the AirPod gen. Pros are beautiful. There's no question. Uh, they've got the little rubber tips that you can change. And now with the new uh, AirPod Pro 2 version, they have extra small tips. <laughs> and okay, I'm, you're laughing, but I know a lot of people that don't like them because they're too big for their ears. Yeah. So who knew extra small little rubber or silicon tips would uh, make such a difference? So there's been a few updates uh, to them. Um, before we get into the sound, which mm-hmm. is obviously a big deal, the case now, it's got a little uh, area to put a, oh, a little lanyard loop. A little lanyard loop so yeah. you can hopefully hold on to them a little bit longer. <laughs> They're expensive, right? Uh, it also has a built-in speaker. I, I love this. Yeah, so that is a great feature for the, the Find Me feature mm. because, I don't know about you, I lose mine all the time in oh. my house. <laughs> so now using the Find My Phone feature, the Find Me feature on your iPhone, uh, it's even more accurate now with these new AirPods. Each little AirPod also has uh, little speakers in them. Yeah. So they can chime independently to help you find them. Yeah, and they even have the um, more detailed tracking that we saw on like the uh, AirTags. Yes. Yeah. Where it actually comes full screen on your phone and gives yeah. you direction. The U1 chip, as they call it. The U1 chip. The U1 yeah. uh, chip. Uh, okay, so let's talk about the sound. You're like a sound nut. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the... Um, they didn't really go into much detail when it came to like sound improvements. The big thing they're talking about was spatial audio or personalized spatial audio. Now, this is something I've messed around a little bit because I have the iOS 16 developer beta. And so it's been available for a little bit. 
And as exciting as they made it sound, it didn't make all that difference to me. Now I'm still in beta mode, so maybe it will be improved. Well, you you don't have the AirPods. I don't have the AirPods Pro either. So yeah. I think I think that's really where the selling point is. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I that I noticed that I really did like though was the adaptive transparency mode. Mm. So that's where you're say walking through a construction site and there's somebody with a jackhammer or something, some loud construction noise. It can actually adapt the transparency mode to mute that, but still let you hear the cars and everything else. Yeah. yeah. So it you know it's it's adaptive and it is much better than just muting everything outside until you turn it on and then it's like, oh, I can hear you talking or I can talk to the barista at Starbucks, Yeah, but I can also still drown out that loud construction noise. I, I had a chance to talk with uh, my friend Patrick O'Rourke. He's the main guy behind uh, Mobile Syrup. He's the chief editor mm-hmm. there. He was down at the Apple event in California this week yeah. and he tried them on and he said they were amazing. The active noise cancellation was next level. Really? Yeah. Wow. He was blown away by how well they improved that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were good to begin with, but they've taken it up a notch. Well, they have the new H2 chip in there now. H2? H2. H2? Okay. <laughs> yeah. The new H2, which um, all the previous generation things had the H1. Yeah. This is like the first device that has this chip in it. What does so. that mean? Well, it's it's the Apple's really good about that, right? We put the new H two. Oh, they've got the H two chip. Oh my god, I gotta get this. <laughs> I'm gonna wait for the H three. Yeah. Well, there you go. You're gonna be waiting a while. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's the thing in all their earphones that allow you to like seamlessly connect to different devices and share it's good the that audio. Way. Like, and, yeah. I mean, if you're in the Apple universe, it is good, right? Yeah. Because you basically open up the lid. If you're near your iPad, it'll just work with them. Totally. Near your iPhone or your MacBook, it'll just kind of yeah. connect. And I appreciate that. I love it. We've got Robin Cavanaugh with us uh, today. It's uh, been an Apple show. I mean, they had some big announcements this week. Bunch of new products, new Apple Watches, a new ruggedized version that's going to wipe out uh, a lot of more competitors <laughs> in that space. Improvements to the AirPods with the AirPod Pro 2. It's iPhone time. Oh, yeah. And as we predicted, I mean, this wasn't rocket science. It's the iPhone 14. <laughs> so they have the i14, uh, iPhone 14 and the iPhone 14 Pro. And so something new. Uh, the base model, the 14, now has the Ultra. Is it the Ultra? Nope. No, the, the Plus, the sorry. Plus. Plus. Yeah. Uh, whereas that was only available in the Pro series before. Yeah, now am I right in thinking that there used to be just a Plus version? Like, wasn't there an 8 Plus? Yes. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But recently, but did you notice the absence of the Mini? We yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. I like the Mini. I know a lot of people, like surprisingly... <laughs> A lot of people that bought that. A lot of people that bought that. I think a lot of people that I know that bought a 13, bought a 13 Mini. Yeah. 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 I really enjoy it. I used one for a month. I, I, I wonder time. if they'll come out in a few months before Christmas. Ooh, I don't uh, you know. You know what? I can put 20 bucks down. Yeah? You in? Sure. Okay. <laughs> so let's start with the 14. What were some of the, the big things for you? It's got collision detection. Yes. Just like the watch. Yeah, so if you're in a car accident, it'll yeah, phone 911. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in the US, at least, we haven't got confirmation in Canada yet, but it looks like they're not, no, no longer going to have a SIM tray. How do you feel about that? So a SIM, the SIM card is what you get from your carrier with your plan and everything on yeah. there to make it work. Yeah. Uh, for the last few generations, they've had an eSIM in there too, a digital SIM. Mm. So you could have your physical SIM and a plan from another 
carrier. It's great for traveling. Right. And we, we've talked about that a lot with the Aerolo yeah. eSIM service that we use. And yeah. you just sort of have that sitting there and then you can have your regular Shaw, Rogers, Telus, whomever uh, mm. SIM card in there. Um, but yeah, it's interesting because I think it's going to be good in the long run, but I think it could be very confusing to people in the shorter term where people might decide not to upgrade to this one until they have a, a better idea of sort of how they're going to use it. Because if you do travel, especially to countries that maybe don't have eSIM capabilities, yeah, you typically would just go to a store and buy a SIM with a prepaid plan on it. Yeah, We've done it many times in Europe and you can't do that anymore. You have to go through an eSIM service now. So, and even for us, when we get our review phones, if it came without a SIM tray, how would we get our SIM cards onto it? We'd have to get call our provider and get them digitally added. Yeah. So. Well, obviously they're going to make that easier. Apple, they're always, they always lead this stuff, right? Yeah. Oh, no more floppy drives, no more CD drives, no more DVD drives, yeah. their computers, right? Yeah. So they obviously see the future is digital and they got rid of the earphone jack, right? Yeah. Yeah. Squeezing out a lot of stuff to make some room in the phones. Yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking too, is like, that's got to save up a lot of space in the device, either for maybe a slightly bigger battery or some other functionality, like maybe the satellite communication system. That's that was a big deal. Yeah. Like these guys are just outpacing the competition in, in a big way. Like, I don't know how the competition can even keep up anymore. Like if you look at the numbers again, uh, Apple in the U S they're dominating in the in the phone category. They have fifty seven percent market share now. Yeah, the yeah, closest, the closest Samsung at twenty two percent. Good lord. And then then there's just the others, and it's mostly Chinese. Yeah, carriers. I did read an article though that Huawei did have the satellite texting service, which we'll talk about in a second. First, did they? Yeah, of course they did. Yeah, <laughs> probably not available in North America. No, but let's talk about what that what that actually means. So this basically the problem is. Say you're off hiking somewhere, you have no cell service. Or you're, you're driving through the mountains. Whatever, yeah. You you don't have any options, basically, unless you bring a satellite phone, yeah. which mm -hmm. is very expensive. So Apple has figured out a way that you can actually use your phone to send basically a short message text to a satellite. Yeah. And they've even gone so far as, like, say you're hiking and you injured your foot and you needed a rescue. They actually have a little wizard that you can answer questions that a typical responder would ask you. So you send a minimal amount of data to answer all those questions. Yeah, because if you were to try to send a full-size text via satellite, it could take up to minutes. Yeah. yeah. And what's interesting, and they actually show this, you actually have to sort of have a fairly good line of sight to the sky. Yeah. And you have to kind of track the satellite to send that message. But on screen, it's helping you. Yeah. Like yeah. it's saying, oh, stronger, 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 yeah. weaker, weaker. And so how satellite phones typically have worked in the past and still work this way, they have giant antennas on them, right? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. they look crazy big. And so the iPhone 14 doesn't have that because you have to track the satellite yourself. <laughs> you, you are helping be the antenna yeah. essentially, right? But what an amazing safety feature for people driving where there's no cell service. Like when I drive up, uh, you know, in the interior of BC, there's many mountain passes where you can't get reception, right? Yeah, totally. So if you need a tow truck or something like right? that, you're yeah. you got to like flag down other people. Yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. And so it's, it looks like it's going to be a paid service. If you buy an iPhone 14, you get two years of free service. Yeah. Yeah. But how, would that make you 
choose an iPhone over an Android phone? I guess it depends. Yeah, it depends. Yeah. I, I think it's like kind of like going back to the to the ultra watch equation. Like I think for a certain subset of, of users, that would be like a no brainer. Absolutely. Them, right? Huge. Yeah. 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 But I think that's a great feature. Like, and can the competition, like when can they come up with that? Well, obviously Huawei did, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's interesting. Okay. So the camera's on, on the 14. Better? Uh, more or less the same as last year's, give or take, wider apertures. Um, they've kind of changed their processing in such a way so that they get brighter colors and better exposure, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. But on the Pro line... So that's that's where it got interesting. Yes. Yeah. Right? So the Pro introduced a bunch of new features. They've got a much more powerful chip, the Apple A16 Bionic chip. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got better camera on there. It's a 48 megapixel on the main camera, as opposed to the 12 megapixel on the 14. Yeah, which is biggest or most amount of megapixels an iPhone has ever had. Yeah. yeah. So, but for normal people, does it matter? Is no. it more for the professional? Well, here's the interesting thing as well, is that when you take your photo, you're not gonna get, at the other end, a 48 megapixel photo. Yeah. Basically, it's capturing 48 megapixels worth of data, and then when it comes to size, you're getting 12 megapixels. So where that matters is storage space. Yeah. Yeah. So either your iCloud or on your device, you're still getting the 12 megapixel, say, photo size. Yeah. But with twice, four times the size. The data, yeah. Detail yeah. even. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they, they were showing a lot of like zooming in and, and the details there, it's not all muddled like it normally would be. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. because of that, they've been able to add a two times digital lens. Yeah. So now you'll have options of 0.5, 1, times 2, and the times 3. Yeah. Yeah. And you can now shoot an uncompressed Pro Raw. Yeah. Which forty eight megapixels. For camera nerds, that's a big deal. Yeah. Now those are gonna be big file sizes. Yeah. Yeah. So they have this other interesting thing at the top of the screen. You know where the kind of the notch was? Yeah. Uh what what do they call that thing? The <laughs> dynamic island. Dynamic yes. island. Ha- it, it sounds like a reality TV show. Yeah, I want to visit Dynamic Island. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see how Apple and developers use that, but it's like this little notch up at the top where I guess dynamic information comes up. Maybe it gives you an update as to where your Uber is. Yeah, it shows you when your you music have, playing. Yeah, your AirPods have connected. Yeah, um, yeah. It, and they've added some very clean, very smooth looking animations. To hide the fact there's a hole where the camera is. <laughs> to hide yeah. essentially, yeah. And the sensors. So it's like the notch expands out to become the face ID kind of confirmation icon and things yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they've also uh, updated the flash. It's an adaptive flash with nine LEDs. I didn't realize there were that many LEDs in the little tiny flash. Yeah. So I think that's important when you look at all the different lenses on this thing now, right? Mm-hmm. You've got like the wide, ultra wide telephoto. Because it's got that new flash, like even when you're doing like ultra wide or even using the telephoto to a point, mm. you're able to actually take advantage of the flash. Because typically the flash only has worked on like the main camera yeah. in the past, right? Like if you're doing any telephoto, fat chance. Yeah, yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like you're yeah. trying to zoom in on a, a person maybe that's like 10 feet away. The flash isn't going to help it anything. It drops off. It's, no. But with this new flash, I don't know what kind of magic they're doing in there, but it it can it can work mm-hmm. with the telephoto to a point. To a point. Yeah. 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 Also, they, uh, similar to the watch, they have a 2000 nit screen, which so ultra bright and also an always on display. Okay. So that's interesting. So now when you put your phone down on the table or desk, it will just dim, mm-hmm. and which obviously reduces the battery wear, but you'll always have the lock screen there 
you can see it all the time. Yeah, you can see your wallpaper. Kind of like your Apple everything. Watch, the new ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but they've but with iOS 16, one of the nice features they've added is they've added some additional little widgets, like on your Apple Watch, yeah. to your home screen. And those will always be present and visible when your phone is just sitting there, always on. So what do you think? It, I think it's cool. Yeah. Um, it's not like tremendously new by any chance. Like Samsung have been doing this for a few years. Yeah, um, quite a while, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but... Um, I, th- I think for those who keep their phone on the desk all the time, it's an yeah. interesting thing. I think they're using some interesting tech in there. Like they've used their new display yeah. engine, which um, allows basically the screen to dim to one hertz refresh rate. Yeah. So typically these things are running at like 120. 60 to 120 hertz. Yeah. yeah. And then dim all the way down. So that's just, that's basically where the, the battery life saving is coming from. Mike, John, and Robin here. We've been talking all about the new Apple Gear announced. So the big question people will probably be wondering, when is all this stuff available? Well, you could pre-order it on this past Friday, Yeah, but it's be available in stores, or if you ordered it, uh, September 16th, next Friday. I, I just find that amazing. They can do these announcements and keep it fairly secret. Did they? Well, (laughs) there's already iPhone cases on Amazon, (laughs) right? Yeah. And, and then within a space of two weeks after the announcement, yeah, or a week, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you have the phone. It's, um, it's very refreshing compared to no hate here to Google who announced all their phones eight months in advance. (laughs) (laughs) How do they do that? I don't know. Yeah. Supply chain. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah. I was actually expecting we wouldn't actually get these phones until October. Yeah. Yeah. But then this, this uh, announcement event was actually much earlier than I was expecting. And I guess they're ready. So are you going to upgrade to the new 14? You just bought a 13. I got a 13 pro last year. Yeah. yeah my Loser. first iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But looking at the pro and some of the camera features on there, is it enough for you? You know, me and John were talking about this today and I definitely want to get my hands on one. I want to play around and test out the new camera features. Yeah. If I get over the initial excitement, I don't think it would be enough for me to upgrade. But if it seems like it is something that is going to make a big difference to the kind of photos I take, then I might have to consider it. Yeah, it, it's always tough, especially when if that's the only driving factor be, sort of behind your upgrade. Is this enough to compel you to spend that much money? Because you, because you even look to see how much you could get a trade in for. You can get nine hundred dollars for your last year's phone for it. Yeah. So you're still going to be paying four or five. I'll give you five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank all the folks that helped put uh, the app show together. Don't forget to hit our website, getconnectedmedia.com. We've got uh, not only our app show but our sister show, Get Connected. The podcast uh, versions uh, up there, and lots of great videos uh, from our YouTube channel uh, as well. Thanks again to John and Robin. For helping out today, we'll see you again next time.